Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how's it going? LJ, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, You know, we have now hit the point, I think, of the MLB season where it's... uh, You know, we're not at like the final two week stretch where teams can make or break their season. And we're also not at a point in the season where there's uh, a lot to say that we haven't said about these teams, but there's still other news that we can poke around at and certainly bring up uh, today. But uh, yes, I'm doing good. Uh, I just want the playoffs to come in. I mean, I, I'm uh, that's that's all I want. Come on, you have to admit though, this is a very fun part of the season. Even if it gets to be, there's not as much of the same stuff to talk about. This is scoreboard watching season. Yeah, like, this, this that's a heavily exciting part of this game. The A's are currently making me sweat right now with their two run lead over the White Sox right now. I really would like to avoid them having much of a fun time here. Yankees dropped another game to the Blue Jays, which is also not good. But, I mean, that that's really the type of thing that needs to start moving here. I think another important game 
on this day in terms of playoff implications. Where was it? Um, Phillies, Phillies Brewers, that's in the ninth right now. Brewers are currently up one. They're certainly the better team, but these are must-win games for Philly. They, in a very similar way to most of the, it feels like most of the wildcard teams right now, feels like all the wildcard teams have to play Chicago right now. And that is not good for anyone. And the same thing for the Phillies here. They would, I'm sure, love to not be playing the Brewers right now while they're trying to push back towards the Braves. But it's it's not going to look pretty if they start dropping game after game to them. Yeah, no, it's not. And, um, you know, I think that there was quite a few results tonight that, I mean, oh, and the Brewers have, uh, I believe the Brewers took the lead, no? Oh, yeah. The Brewers were leading. Yes, and the Brewers, all right, so the Brewers completed Josh Hader closes it out. Was that? Yeah, that just went final. So, yeah, that's that's not that's not what you want. Ideally, you want to be steal. You need to be stealing these games if you're Philly. I believe now, though, um, the the Brewers have never once been more than thirty games over five hundred, and they're now thirty one games over five hundred with that win today. So, first time in their franchise's history that they have gone thirty one games over five hundred in a season. I'll tell you, it's really something interesting to see how much they've been able to turn around their fortunes at the plate over one season. Like they kind of rebuilt the lineup mid-year and have had a lot of success with it. Granted, it's easier to do that when you have such a strong, strong pitching staff, but either way, it's not easy. Yeah, and I mean, the offense still isn't the best. Like it's still not... Nearly one that I think is I would be scared of going into the playoffs. Like, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to miss the playoffs that have, <laughs> excuse me, a better lineup than the the Brewers do. No, no, no. But, they, but to go from – they were in the bottom five after a month and a half, two months here. By Memorial Day, they were bottom five. And they've worked their way up to 10th and run scored. So – I see that as a win for the organization and a win for the overall um, the front office. Oh yeah, no, I I agree, and I mean, look, Kyle Gibson. What's that? Are they ahead in games played? Not by much, I don't think. I think the Brewers they play. Let's see, what's that? I think they played 140 now, or 141. They have, they have the next two Thursdays and next Monday off. So this is a very controlled environment for this team. This is a great luck of the schedule. Well, and that's, you know, especially when you're this far out in front, uh, that's all you can really ask for. So uh, we love to see that. Uh, I feel like we need to talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox results because now the Red Sox are back in – first place in the wild card. Uh, the Yankees have lost five in a row. They dropped tonight's game six to three to the Blue Jays. Uh, once again, the bullpen, not good. Clay Holmes gets tagged for the first time in a while. He was 
legitimately the Yankees' best player over the last week, uh, and he's only thrown like in in inning every three games. Uh, nice to see Brett Gardner go deep. Uh, other than that, though, it, it, this it's just like we're at April levels of this lineup production it's just lj it's so bad it's like not even we're hitting into double plays anymore it's just adding joey gallo has made everyone else in the lineup a strikeout magnet and then you add the fact that he strikes out more than any player in the league it's i don't know how this offense can go so up and down if anything, this is just the biggest sign to fire Marcus Thames after the year, who's the Yankees hitting coach. I mean, absolutely no reason to be running this terrible philosophy that's been going year after year. Honestly, I'm not trying to be too harsh on the guy, but I'm surprised he's made it this far. Uh, I am too. It, it feels like the lows keep getting lower this year. The highs have been very good, but the lows just – get worse and but lj worse. it's not it's not just this year last year in 2020 do you know how many times i was sitting there feeling like like this and that was in a 60 game season the yankees have had so many like bad losses this year where it's like i would say almost 90 percent of their their uh losses it's like not even enjoyable like it's genuinely a waste of time to watch some of these games and they're just so not competitive. They're just intentionally punting games. So that way we can get to this last 20 game stretch, which is all they're concerned about now. LJ, you remember when they were punting games out uh, against the Tigers? So that way they could uh, have a good series against the Red Sox and Rays. Well, now they're punting whole series, uh, whole weeks, in fact, to be able to gear up for this last 20 games of the year. They don't genuinely try to win every game. They don't play a full-strength roster every game. And then they wonder why uh, other teams just breeze right by them. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's all this pre-planned garbage. It's like they're literally – it's like Aaron Boone is managing based on a script. And it's like he – I I just – I don't know. And Toronto is actually heating up. Like, this is scary. This is scary for Yankee fans right now. We're in a situation where I genuinely thought a few months ago that we weren't going to be playing, like, big games in September. And we are, but this could go downhill very quick. We saw how fast the Mets crashed and burned. Uh, let's hope this doesn't happen for the well, Yankees. This, I might be firing up the hot take machine too early in this show. This is the best wild card race we've had in our life one of or at least one of the more interesting races we've had in our lifetime at least in recent memory you have the three teams that seem feel like they're true contenders for this wild card are all in the same division that's freaking sick and you add that to some really tough schedules right now like these are these are very competitive games i mean let's look at the red sox they win tonight's game. They get a nice off day th- Thursday, only to travel to Chicago and travel to Seattle, who are the next best team after the Blue Jays for this wild card. So 
Is Seattle better than Oakland now, really? Has Seattle overtaken Oakland? I feel like, at least with the way that, all right, let me say this. This, the way this Oakland team is playing right now, tonight, might be able to turn the tide. However, they've been floundering over the past two, three weeks to the point where I'm not sure they're going to be able to pick themselves up in time. Uh, them training for Starling Marte. I mean, this dude, uh, I don't know if you've seen what he's been doing with the stolen bases lately. He genuinely came out of left field uh, to hit this, uh, to get this stolen base title, uh, which I think he's going to end up winning. You look at his numbers. Uh, LJ, in, in April, he stole three bases. In May, he stole zero because he only played two games. In June, he stole nine ba- nine bases. So if you're keeping track, through the first three months of the year, he had stole 12 bases, okay? In July, he steals 11. So it's like, okay, all of a sudden we get to August and he steals 19 <laughs> bases, 19 it just all of a sudden and yet his batting average is back up to 316 crazy crazy numbers and lj this is also the time of the year where if a guy has like a 760 ops right now if he gets hot for these last three weeks we look at their season uh in the future when when looking back he gets hot the last end of the season he he gets up to an 800 ops you know whoever it is we look on them a lot more fondly than we would if they stayed at a 760 so this is like make it break it season for some guys i'll have to make that a segment one day i'll look and see who's on like the line of 800 ops so and who could use a nice hot three weeks to uh for good for good uh peripherals yeah um, but back to see to, to the uh, AL East real quick. Um, yes, Oakland's there, but still Seattle is incredibly good. But the Chicago series worries me more. Any momentum that this team has building could easily get, get crushed if they don't have a good run against Rodon, Cease, and Lynn. So um, that's not a good spot. You're right, the Yankees do not look good right now. I might be making too much of an exaggeration, but oh my gosh, they don't, when's their next off day? The 21st? Uh, this is Oakland or Seattle? New York, sorry. Oh, the Yankees, yes. No, we, uh, the, I don't think we have an off day for quite a while because this was like the we're in the middle of a 16 game stretch in a row. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at a schedule that goes out as far as Friday the 17th, where a Cleveland series starts. So uh, yeah, that I would would have to I would have to assume that means that Monday. Hopefully, you have Monday off. We do not, as we start a three game series with the Rangers. So you're not off till Thursday. Correct, which means we played the September 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 
first and 22nd. Oh yeah, and then to wrap up the se- this season, we go at Boston, at Toronto, home against Tampa Bay. So that's going to be a great last nine games to just – Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. LJ, can't you tell how excited I am when, you know, we can barely beat the Orioles uh, and then I see what our schedule is and what the way we've been playing. And we're going to Camden in this stretch. We are going to Camden uh, and then we're home against uh, Cleveland and Texas. We'll somehow drop uh, four of those six games. So, yeah. It's just it, – it's a rough situation for them. And then, look, the Blue Jays – the Blue Jays, I mean, they've got, they've, got four, they've got four games against Baltimore coming up before seeing Tampa Bay. So, should – Brandon, sell me either way your opinion is. Maybe sell me both ways if you can come up with a case for them. Are the Yankees currently projecting into your wild, two wild card spots? See, here's the thing, like, and I need to take my fan bias out of it. It's just like uh, I feel like my fan bias is not even like bias when I watch all the games and I just see how the team is evolving, and I and I'm always die digesting some sort of Yankees like news. Look. On paper, you you look at the Yankees roster and you're like, all right, like that's an ALCS team. Like realistically, right? But it's like you need to forget the names and just look at the stats and look where they rank between other teams. I believe the Yankees are still the only team in the league to have not won a game when down by four runs this year. Every other team in the league has had a four-run comeback to win. Uh, you know, the the bullpen is starting to fall apart uh, because of overuse. And, you know, we figured that with the 2020 season that bullpens were going to start to tire earlier. There was going to be a lot more, uh, you know, of these – bullpen games uh and starters you know weren't going to be pitching as many innings then you get to the whole how the yankees would rather keep worse players on the roster instead of call up guys to win like lj i don't know if you listened to my show that i did over the weekend i said so let me get this straight with andrew haney right he was so bad as a starter with the Yankees, right? And LJ, usually when you're a starter and you're bad, they move you to the bullpen, right? To pitch very low leverage situations, right? Yep. That would make sense, right? Well, the Yankees, their way of benching him and taking him out of the rotation is to make him the highest leverage reliever for two out of three games in a series. Now... You don't do that right off. You don't. You don't do that right off the bat. What he's is not, He's not a relief pitcher. Like he's not even a relief pitcher. We're bringing him in in the seventh inning with guys on base. Like what? <laughs> Brandon, what it sounds like is that Aaron Boone's, been with, Aaron Boone's been watching too much Nesson. Is what's happening because he sees what's happened with Garrett Richards and the Red Sox, 
And he's like, hey, Andrew Heaney's going to do that. And then just threw him right into the fire. He I'm threw not him to... into a high leverage situation, LJ. And I was like, you could have brought in Joely Rodriguez, who, yes, you were going to give up left on right either way. But this dude's not even a relief pitcher. He's never come into a game with runners on base once in his entire life. And now all of a sudden we're expecting him to be able to pitch us out of a jam. It's a ridiculous thought pattern to, to think that, that, that that's how, how it works. When you have other arms in the bullpen who are ready to go outside, we're on 28 man rosters. Now there's no more like the bullpen is taxed for like any certain day. Like you should have enough arms to get through games uh, without having to use position players, without having to pull stupid stuff like this. Do you agree? Yes, I, I agree. And But I will defend the idea of putting him in high leverage situations. It can work, putting him in high leverage innings. Maybe, maybe not as much runners on, but high leverage innings. But what it has felt like with Andrew Heaney is he went immediately from getting demoted from the rotation to being put into sticky situations as a bull, as a reliever. He could use this sticky stuff. Uh, yeah. No, but like that—that's not—that's not how you do it. I know. What you do is you start. You start and see. All right, how does this gauge how this guy looks in the book? No. What is? What is gauge how he works? Uh, looks, LJ. No, I just throw him in the fire. I just throw him in there. It's gonna happen. It's just like Brooks Krisky. We'll just throw him in there in two extra inning games in a row. Nothing bad can happen. He's not gonna throw four wild pitches in one inning in front of Brandon's face. That's not gonna happen. Uh, Good times. Should we talk about our first segment that we actually wrote down here? Which is honestly though, can we just kind of throw out the schedule at this point? This is running pretty smoothly. We'll, we'll, we'll bullet point these. Uh, yeah, Wander extended his on-base streak in a 2-1 loss to the Boston Red Sox today. He is very good at baseball. I believe this is the second game in a row where he's extended the streak by getting a walk. Uh, so, whew, uh, he's staying alive, LJ. And- he's had a couple ones that he's put out, but that being said, I mean, the numbers are still fantastic. So, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so at like what point does he start approaching like the all time on base record? Because, like, what is the all time on base record? Regardless of age, like, he's got to be getting, he's got to be like top. Well, let me see. All 84 games. Ken uh, Williams, 84 games. 84 games. All right, Wander, you got a while. Was that in, like, uh, 1941? 1949. After the war, wow. Teddy Williams, you know, doesn't get enough recognition. LJ, I think we talked about this on an episode prior. But he literally, like, won the Triple Crown, and then he went (laughs) to the war, and then he came back and hit, like, he came back from the from the war and won the MVP. He had a one dot one OPS for the next four years, four years in a row. The dude, the dude was brilliant, and just overall the fact that he goes pretty willingly to fight 
look overall i don't think there's enough you can one of those one of these i'm not sure there's enough you can say about this man i actually got the privilege of taking a fenway park tour today Mm. Uh, and i don't know why i hadn't come across the story before but i hadn't heard it so for all of those out of town fan all of those in town fans don't be mad at me i mostly know what i'm talking about for all the out of town fans this is an interesting story brandon did you know so they have the the longest home run in fenway park history is 502 feet yeah and the seats red right red, yeah do you know how they figured out what seat it landed in no how did they figure it out there was an engineer from albany new york at attending the game that day he was sitting in his seat with a straw hat on to protect himself from the sun out in the bleachers he hits the ball carries all the way out goes to hit that seat it hits him in the head and rips a hole in the straw hat Oh, so all of a sudden, all the papers are going crazy over it. So just about every paper in Boston the next day had a picture on the front page of the front of the sports section of this guy putting his fingers through the hole in the hat that Ted Williams created. And the quote was, um, I'm not sure how far back I have to sit to be safe from this man. Wow. Yeah, so that's how they, they were able to match it up because he quite clearly you could see that it hit, hit the guy in the head and there's a hole in it. <laughs> the, the hole in the head is pretty much a smoking gun, but yeah, the 502 is relatively legit. Uh, LJ, so I was looking here, Ted, speaking of Ted, Ted Williams. I don't understand how he didn't win MVP one of these years. Actually, like two of these years. So, of course, the year that he hit 400 he led the league in runs home runs walks batting average on base percentage slugging ops ops plus and intentional walks he got second in mvp to joe dimaggio uh the next year though this one is more surprising to me lj he led the league in runs home runs rbis walks batting average on base percentage slugging percentage ops ops plus total bases and still finished second. He won the triple crown and finished second in the MVP voting. He won the triple crown, but he also uh, had the most walks in the league and only struck out 51 times. And they gave the MVP to a guy who had less of literally every single stat I just mentioned. This is Dickie Burrow is- all over again. But the thing is, LJ, they had these stats back then. I know they had batting average. I know they had home runs, and I know they had RBIs. What were they looking at when they see that Ted Williams doubled this dude's home runs and also hit 30 points higher than him? And they're like, eh, nah, nah. I mean, like, unless team success really meant that much back then to the MVP, which – I mean, Brandon, no, 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 Brandon. But the Red Sox won 92 Red Sox were 91 team. It's irrelevant. But the Yankees won the World Series in 1942, I think. I wonder if they voted prior to or after the World Series. Maybe they voted. Yeah, the Yankees in 40. Oh, no, the, the 42 Yankees lost the World Series. I don't know that. <laughs> well... Maybe because back then there only was a World Series. And no, like, no, no. 
I think I have an explanation of why it happened. It's not right that it happened, but why it happened sort of makes sense. Let's okay. look through the top. All right, I'm just, this is kind of, this is going to sound cherry picked, but just because he's right there, I'm going to go with the top 11 vote recipients here. You've got one, two, three, four Red Sox, one, two, three, three Yankees. But the third player in this, Johnny Pesky, places third right behind Ted Williams. I mean, granted, they've got multiple slots to fill on these ballots. They always have. But that's that's going to take away some points from this guy. Like, there, there were other guys there siphoning votes. That's no excuse for it. I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. There, that, that's no excuse for what happened. But, I mean, I guess a plausible explanation. LJ, I was doing a little bit of uh, very preliminary MVP ballot uh I was kind of laying out my American League ballot. Uh, there's some names that are going to be on high on my list, and I don't know how you're going to react to it, but there's some dudes who have been going crazy this year, very underrated. I'm excited for our for that show where we, we, we're going to do like a full MVP, full Cy Young ballot, right? It's only fair if we, if we covered the league every day. We might as well do yes, we're something voting. identical to that. I actually am kind of excited to work on it. When do you want to do it? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because I know exactly. I mean, we should probably do it, like, probably the first show that we do for the, like, the probably when we're talking about the result of the wild card games we could do it on that episode okay i think that would be and then we can do like as the playoffs goes on cy young you know or no would it make more sense we're kind of having a hold on it's okay guys we're only having a little production meeting during the middle of the show we're having we're having a little production meeting that's being interrupted by substitutions in the u.s soccer game um No, why don't we do why don't we do it our the day before the wild card game? Because okay, I'll because, see what's going on. But yeah, no, no, because like no, because we can we can prep the wild card games, do a prep show for the wild card games, and then put that in there as well. But the divisional series is a little larger, so it's going to take more time to get through that. No, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, this next topic i just wanted to bring up because uh we have another thing that goes along with this but the tampa bay rays have announced that they will be extending and promoting their uh gm eric neander he will be now the president of baseball operations for the tampa bay rays and signed to a multi-year extension uh, not a big surprise here as he has really uh, been the, I guess, brainchild behind the, the Rays operations the last few years. And 
uh, I believe he's been working uh, with the team since 2007, and he's never left Tampa. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really amazing how they've been one of the most successful teams in the league, you know, and they've had one of the worst payrolls in the league year after year. They kind of broke the system. They're, they, I, I'm saying they, that they single-handedly are going to uh, – No, they single-handedly, like, made it so that the CBA is going to have to change stuff because of the way that they manipulate their roster and, you know, do their contracts. But, I mean, it's, it's all legal. It, it's all legal. Eric Neander's a genius. He's able to get it done. And, uh, you know, some of the brainchild – or some of the people behind – him like Heim Bloom, Bloom is now the GM of the Red Sox. So certainly very smart people that he works with and that he uh, deals with on a regular basis there. Look, the only thing I can be worried about with a promotion is that it's more than just a promotion and title. Because if he's less hands-on on, on this team, they will not be more more successful than they ever than they have. Last year becomes their peak if he's less hands-on as um, president of baseball ops. And he, they'll just figure out someone else to take it over. They always do. They just always figure out someone else. It's not going to be Eric Neander, though. That's the thing. The new guy will not be Eric Neander. I mean, that's I mean, people didn't think that Eric Neander was going to be the next Andrew Friedman, though. And that's what happened. You know, those of you follow along, Robinson just scored in the 47th to get us to a potential third aggravating draw in World Cup qualifying. Um, that is our sports, our side sports moment for the moment. Um, anyway, Brandon, the Rays also called up a top prospect recently. Yes, they did. Uh... Josh Lowe? Lowe? Josh. Yeah. Josh. It, it, Why does the Rays have so many players with the same with that last name? And they all like, so there's Nate Lowe, right? Who was on the Rays and now is on the Rangers. There's Brandon Lau, who is on the Rays. And now there's Josh Lowe? Lau? Let's. Well, Let's go on YouTube and see if there's like a minor league broadcast or something. Okay. Um, I'll also check to see if I can find, he wouldn't have a baseball reference page yet, probably. But look, this this is certainly interesting for this team. I'll be interested. In Josh Brandon. Lowe. Lowe. Josh Lowe? Okay. Josh, so, keep it low. Josh, keep it. Josh, shoddy got low, 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 low. Um, look, there's not a ton of playing time on this team. We have to be realistic about that. Let's not get too. He's the 28th guy. <laughs> he's, the he's, he's the 28th guy, but he's a really good 28th guy. So it's certainly exciting. He is now their number two pro prospect in their system right behind Vidal Bruhan. Um, it's certainly exciting to have him up getting reps. Um, he's not eligible for playoff roster, is he? 
Uh, and he's on the 40 man. So I believe he is. Yes. So yeah, they could certainly drag him out if there's an injury and get him some experience. Either way, he can certainly be around the team through the playoffs. And that's really exciting because that give if he starts starts to pan out, it looks really good for this team as they try to, you know, maybe have to move on from somebody at some point down the line. I'm not sure who that would be though. I mean, I know I don't I know they're less glued to their players than I am, but Oh, LJ, how about this little thing that I just read about Josh Lowe? Uh, if he stays in the minors for 15 days next year, they get an extra year of service time on him, which means they would have control through 20 through through the 2028 season. Uh, and well, that's under the current CBA, uh, which, uh, you know, I, I hope they change, but it's just like, someone's you know when we'll save this because we'll have a specific podcast this offseason just talking about cba stuff which uh, i can't wait for i'm gearing up for that too but uh yeah no uh look this kid was what like a number 13 overall pick and his stats in the minors just seem to be i mean he's been hitting really good so there's no reason to think that this kid isn't going to be a uh, good. He's like the number 30 prospect in the league and just was kind of buried on the prospect list because the Rays were so deep with prospects. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon, what time do we have? We're probably around 40. Uh, yeah, we can uh, certainly talk about run, these run next few, things quick. Yeah, run, run through a few more headlines first quick. But first, Brandon, do you ever wonder what time it is? I do wonder what time it is. Look, I have to get up for class tomorrow for the first time. Class to start. And thankfully, I only have one tomorrow. But I am still terrified I will be late purely because I do not know what time it is. And that would not be an issue if I had a watch from LaTerrain.com. At LaTerrain.com, you can get a very fashionable watch at an affordable price. And with promo code MLBDAILY, you can save 10% off that watch brand it sounds like a deal doesn't it it is certainly a deal not only do they have watches they have handbags sunglasses bracelets other watch accessories uh check them out la-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e.com la terrain check them out absolutely um brandon we have the first 90-win team of the season. Yes, and LJ, you know, I heard this take today, and I'm going to repeat it just to hear what you think. The Giants and the Rays will be playing in the World Series, and there's just no stopping it because these teams do not lose. Like, they win games that they just absolutely should not be winning. LJ, the Giants, that series against the Dodgers, they win the one game because they have Will Smith playing first base at the end of the game, and it just so happens his foot's not on the bag, so they win. Uh, Then the Rays the other day, Nelson Cruz hits the inside the park grand slam 
against the Red Sox, <laughs> and they uh, and they end up winning that game. There's just that. these these two teams, but especially the Giants as of late, they just they just win games that you're like, how the hell do they end up winning it? And those are the teams that end up doing good in the playoffs. I mean, it was like the I mean, think about the 2019 on Nationals, what they did in that wild card game. Like, they had no reason to beat the Brewers. And then all of a sudden, Trent Trent, Trent uh, Grisham just, like, lets the ball go through his legs. And, oh, there you go. They end up winning the World Series. The Giants just give me that kind of vibe. And they're just so well built. I mean, they're they're just so balanced. They do everything pretty much exceptionally well. And they – if you just like watching good, solid baseball on a, on a nightly basis, just like watch the Giants play. They're, they have a mix of stars, uh, you know, ground ball pitchers, strikeout pitchers, power hitters. It, they they have everything on that team. It's And I would love to see them back in the World Series. Uh, but I just want to see the craziness that the playoffs are going to bring. Cause I know it's going to be the giants or Dodgers. If they face off in the playoffs, those, that series will be absolutely nuts. And LJ, I don't know about you. I with the way the giants have been playing. I just don't think the Dodgers are going to catch them. I really don't. I don't think the Dodgers catch them, but I don't think that matters. Look, Ooh. this this Dodgers team is really freaking good. It's going to be a toss-up in every single matchup, I think. Honestly. I'm glad we got that series as a little bit of a preview last yeah, weekend. This might might be a hot take. I know I'm, I'm, I'm using that preface a lot with things, but if you, we, if you had to put up head-to-head the Dodgers and the Giants, the Brewers, in any, in any combination, or the Astros, White Sox, and Rays, they're all toss-ups. I, easily, I, I wouldn't be surprised seeing it go either way with any of them. I mean, like, I mean, in a sport like baseball, like, yeah, like, they're all toss-ups just because any, any one of those star pitchers on those teams could have a good game, and it's – you know, it's I think more, more than that though. These are very, these are very, very good teams. Like, granted, the Dodgers roster is loaded, but these other rosters have gone and proven time and time again that they are very, very good in their own right, and certainly can compete with them. They may not be the best one. If you put this exact Dodgers roster out there for 162 games, they probably win it seven times out of ten. But if, if you put this exact uh, Dodgers roster like fully healthy, like what they ha- like what they could be when they get Kershaw back, uh, you know Dustin May, this would be a team that I think genuinely would compete for the win record every single year. If they played all 162 games, they they could easily win 120 games in some of those years. I I, I think. But when we look at five games, when we look at seven games. The Brewers and the Giants have proven mm. time and time again that they are as good as the Dodgers over that stretch. They can oh, easily yeah. do it. And as for the AL, AL, they're all very good teams, 
but they have, they all have their own flaws. So I think I the White Sox are honestly like the most stacked team. Like when you look at top they're to the most, bottom, they're the most stacked team. But if they're the most stacked team, why can't I bring them, bring myself to confidently say, yeah, they're going to, they're going to take care of the Astros. No, no, because, because you can't, because the Astros lineup is just, I mean, they have Kyle Tucker hitting like seventh class. It's, it's crazy. That, and we've talked about it before. This Astros rotation has gone up through some disgusting stretches this year. Like yeah, that's a, and it's with know, like relative nobodies too. <laughs> like guys that you don't like. Um, we didn't really know. Luis Garcia, like Framber Valdez. I mean, these are guys that I really, other than Lance McCullers, the, all the other guys were just like amateur free agents that just ended up making their way to the majors. And been impressive. Yeah, look. I mean, I look at this group, granted, I'm looking at them healthy. I can see them at, I could see them at some point repeating that stretch they had in May and June where they went through, it was like 20 days with where the it was like, went, it was went, five went. times through the rotation. They had like a 2.2 ERA. I can see them doing it again. Just because, like, they've got the talent there, it's a matter of time before they all get hot again. If that were to happen in the playoffs, is anyone touching that team? I mean, the the, the bullpen isn't great, but most of these guys have proven they can take long inning work. No, oh no, I I, I totally agree. I mean, the Astros have made what is it four straight ALCSs, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, yeah, four. So. Uh, you certainly cannot count them out in the postseason. But uh, LJ, did you want to talk about, uh, or at least very, very brief, briefly, Joe Ryan made his first start? Yes. Um, yeah, so Joe Ryan comes up from the minors. I'm going to get honest with you, Brandon. It's getting late. I'm kind of blanking on who he came up with. Oh, yes, it, is. it was the Minnesota Twins. I did remember this key part, though. He goes perfect through seven in his Ooh. game. Um, uh, are you sorry, sure it's into, his first into the first Into the seventh, it said. This, uh, this says second career start. Second career start. My bad. All right. Either way, I can't read. That's not anything new to anybody. But still, seven seven shutout innings with one hit and four strikeouts. Oh, yeah. Could I, I mean, seven perfect is, is crazy. Uh, what's even crazier is that the Twins, LJ, uh, if, if the Yankees ever did something like this, Aaron Boone, I think, would have uh, he would he would go into shock. Uh, the Twins used a relief pitcher four games in a row, pitching poor Alex Colome right into the ground. Uh, they figure, well, if we signed you for all this money, we're going to get a lot of innings worth, uh, no matter how bad it is. If you're going to uh, suck, you can at least eat innings for us. 
He was the he's only the second pitcher in the league this year to pitch four days in a row. LJ, can you name the other guy? If you get this, I will be so shocked. It's it's like a it's a nobody. <laughs> like it's you, you got to think of all the nobodies in the NL Central. That's that's the only NL Central. Okay. He's just a no one reliever. I don't even know if you've ever heard it's of him. It's a Reds pitcher. It's a Reds pitcher. It's a Reds pitcher, isn't it? Okay, it's a Reds pitcher. Okay. I'm allowed to look at a roster, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know if I don't even know if he's still on the roster. This guy. If you if, but actually, I'm gonna check. Okay. Yeah. He's not on the roster. Is he on AAA? Is he in Louisville? Let me see. Hold on. Um, yes, he is on AAA. Scintillating content here. Give me Nick Howard. Oh, it's not Nick Howard. It is Ryan Hendricks. Uh, oh. <laughs> They asked. See, I was looking. I was looking to see who they would have gotten this year. They they got him during spring training, and he only has eleven innings in AAA, which kind of pointed to me towards maybe he got demoted recently. Um. Anyway, yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, he also recorded a save on three straight days, so that's cool as well. Uh, but. Yeah, that's what I had on that. Uh, the next guy, LJ, you brought up Joe Ryan. I want to talk about the main man himself, Sandy Alcantara. LJ, nine innings, one earned, 14 strikeouts, and he gets a no decision. Brutal, brutal. And his team wins the game, too. Just absolutely brutal. At least the team wins. Could you imagine if it was a no decision loss? A complete that would, game. A lot, that would be a lot of work for absolutely nothing. I mean, he pitched nine innings and he didn't even pitch a complete game. Like, how often does that happen? How often do you pitch nine innings with 14 strikeouts and it's not a complete game? Also, shout out to Rich Hill, still casually getting it done with the quality start today. He's six innings, one earned. He's got a 3.82 ERA right now. He's like these old pitchers, like as as long as they still have a little bit of movement on their pitches, they usually don't walk a lot of batters. Like they have great control, older and yeah, sure they don't throw hard, but they're just gonna throw a bunch of junk and un. Until they're throwing literally like 87 mile an hour fastballs, these guys are just gonna keep pitching like Adam Wainwright, like Rich Hill. I mean, they're 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 just gonna keep going out there and just throwing curveballs and just getting guys with off speed. Yeah. Um, speaking of old pitchers, one more line for the for the evening. Adam Wainwright is able to pick up a winning decision, nine or eight and a third, four earned against the Dodgers tonight 
he keeps getting it done. I, I'm shocked at how many innings he's pitched. How many innings has he pitched this year? I'm saying that without actually. 184. Yeah, it feels like he's pitching. Like, he goes deep into games routinely. At his age, you don't expect it. <laughs> no, you don't. And it's it's really amazing because he has he's had a few games this year where it's been like he's it's like the sixth inning and he has like 45 pitches or something it's like wait a minute how how did we get here he's just so efficient and i'm trying to figure out i want to see where he ranks where he would rank on 2000 strikeouts this year that is interesting to anybody else but me how many the 3000 2000 oh yeah that's that's interesting uh lj with that start tonight that puts him second place behind who's first lj in innings pitched innings pitched can i get division again ah that would give it away what sorry I think you're questioning. You're 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 not understanding my ineptitude enough here. All right, it's a National League pitcher. I'll tell you that. That's not Adam Wainwright. I got nothing here. Zach Wheeler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the guy who's gonna maybe win this. Who was supposed to win the Cy Young there for a hot minute and still could. Uh, LJ, I'm still on the Robbie Ray train. He is blowing okay. these uh, – Robbie Ray, Ray is blowing these other pitchers out of the water when it comes to war. It's not even close. Are you like, kidding me? Robbie Ray? He's getting my Cy Young vote, LJ, and there's nothing you can do about it when Robbie Way wins the Cy Young. Robbie Way. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was looking here. I'm surprised not a single Yankees in the top 10 for games played or like games pitched. That's a shocker. No Chad Green on there. Uh, poor use use Mayero Petit. He's pitched 68 games this year, which is the most in the league. And he also pitched the most in the league two years ago. Where he pitched in 80 games. Oh. Brutal, brutal. But Wainwright also, like you said, going back to him, he has the most complete games in the league this year too. Uh, three, which is tied for first. The the innings that he's able to put up at this age is quite remarkable. And now that Yachty's coming back for another year, I believe he said he wants to come back. Uh, they're just going to... They're just going to play for the Cardinals for like until, yeah, no, they're the they're Cardinals. Gonna gonna, they're going to have to close, shut down the franchise before these guys retire. Oh, yeah. That would, wouldn't that be something? Uh, oh, yeah. Also, Derek Jeter got inducted into the Hall of Fame today. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that because I watched the video again. He could have gone up the baseline too. He had time to turn. He didn't want to slow down. LJ is a big hater of Jeter's catch. I'm not a hater of Jeter. I'm a, oh yeah, actually, sorry. I didn't let you finish there. Yeah, no, that, that, that catch is the most overrated thing in baseball. Well, if it makes you feel any better, him and Larry Walker 
uh, have. Marcelo got a Cy Young because he had 22 wins, and this is still more overrated than that. Well, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, LJ, were virtually inseparable by a baseball reference war. So if that makes you feel any better about Larry Walker uh, barely getting in and Jeter being one vote shy of being unanimous. uh, I do have to say that was pretty funny what he said during the speech where he's like, I would like to thank the baseball writers, all but one of you who voted for me. Yeah, that was which I respect also respect the hell out of the guy who didn't vote for him because well first off cojones <laughs> if you actually believe he shouldn't have gotten in. Well but, I, there's there's no, there's no reason to but think the, that he should no but the real reason is of course because of Mariano Rivera and Brandon, I don't think you can doubt the fact that Mariano probably at this point deserves I'm I'm, I'm glad that it was him. I'm 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 very happy that it was Mo. That yeah, he, like, he yeah. deserves to be the one to have that right, not not share it with Jeter. Yeah, I, I think that that's that that's fair. Uh, yeah, no. Also, uh, Michael Jordan was there, sitting in the second row. Uh, LJ, is that the first too, time right? he? What's that? Patrick Ewing too, right? Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, CC Sabathia, all sitting in the second row. Now, my question is, is that the first time that? Michael Jordan has sat in the second row at any event in like 20 years. Bro, could you imagine sitting behind Jordan? Like you wouldn't be able to see a thing because he's t- so tall, but you wouldn't he was be sitting- you're, you're looking at the back of Jordan's head. That's entertainment enough. That's worth the price of admission. He was sitting behind uh, Derek Jeter's parents. So I guess that that was a no. pretty, pretty reasonable spot Even to put the him. Second row. Yeah, come on. Uh, Jeter's parents, they don't need to be in the first row. Jordan, more important. MJ and Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. See you mañana. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.